Today on Locked On Canadians, we talk about the opening night roster that the Montreal Canadiens have set. We also meet a new player the Canadians claimed off of waivers from the Toronto Maple Leafs and more. Your Locked On Canadians, your daily podcast on the Montreal Canadiens, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, everyone, to episode 465 of Locked On Canadians, as well as Cole Caulfield's rookie season. This episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. As always, I'm one of your hosts. My name is Laura Saba, also known as the Active Stick, and I'm joined, as always, by Scott Matla of Habs Eyes on the Prize for your first listen of the day. Scott, how are you doing today? Well, uh, the roster is set for opening night. The Canadians claimed someone, and I'm trying to keep up with everything going on, to be quite honest. But I am doing good as we inch closer and closer to opening night. It feels like it was forever away, and it is, when people hear this, 24 hours away. It is truly amazing. And so let's start by meeting our brand new player, the Canadians. There was a flurry of players obviously placed on waivers uh, in order for everybody to become cap compliant. They needed to set their opening night rosters. The, the, the actual deadline was 5 p.m., but everybody had, you know, they'd gotten a head start on Sunday just to make sure that they had what they needed. And therefore, the Canadians did not claim a player that both Scott and I were hoping that they would, but they did get Adam Brooks. And Scott has been busy doing a little bit of research. And I think you said something that made me feel really, really positive about him in that he gives you shades of Jake Evans. Yes. And just speak. And here's the thing is the Canadians might have put in a claim for Alex Barry Boulay, but Seattle being at the top of that list. Of course, he was going to get claimed somewhere in there. There, So before everyone gets their pitchforks out, it's not that the Habs didn't try to claim him. It's that they literally could not. Uh, I'm looking at Adam Brooks right now. He's He doesn't have the biggest overall NHL uh, pool to draw from, but I'm looking at his time in the AHL with the Marlies, his time in junior hockey, which is a higher scoring league than the NCAA. I'm just kind of looking at who he is right now. He has 18 total NHL games of experience and Jake Evans kind of had uh, a little bit going into last season and then obviously injuries and such, but I, I see a lot of what Jake Evans brings to that table. There is that he's a very good, a hard checking forward. He knows where to be. He knows what's expected of him. He's not a very high ceiling player, but he's a reliable person that in the bottom six, I think the Canadians found something they can work with. He's 25 years old. So He's not still developing. What we see from Adam Brooks is what he is at this point. It's He's not going to magically turn into like a 30-goal guy. If he does, cool. That's awesome. But he's internal competition, and that fourth-line center spot is Cedric Paquette, Ryan Paling, you know, Adam Brooks now. It helps give them some options there so they're not scrambling to figure out which one works best right now. And as a fun bonus, there is a portion of Leaf fans who are very upset by this because uh, 
a lot of them really liked Brooks. They saw his WHL seasons where he put up 120 and 130 points and thought there's got to be something there. And if ever need be, if he goes down to the AHL, he's a proven AHL entity there and would give the Rocket a massive boost right now. It's a, It would be almost unfair to add him to the Rocket roster right now, uh, given how deep that team is. Right. And at the end of the day, though, we are going to see one of him or Ryan Paling most likely go down to the HL roster. And that's something that was brought up today. Obviously, what does this mean for Ryan Paling? For me, and we're going to talk about the opening night roster in uh, the next segment, but I just I feel like this kind of gives us the impression that the Canadians aren't 100% sure yet either, right? The fact that they want another option means that they themselves aren't set with who they want in that fourth line center spot. Yeah, and that's exactly it. Is they can find their fit now. They are not relegated to, well, this is our option. They can they can find their fit, which is an important thing. I know it's the fourth line. It's not the end of the world if it isn't perfect or anything, but being allowed to decide, being allowed, like they're a child being punished, but being able to decide what kind of look you want on there. Do you want hard forechecking and physical? You can put in a Cedric Paquette. Do you want a little more skill, a Matthew Perot? Do you want, you know, steady defensive guy? You can put in Ryan Paling. If you want maybe a bit more offense, you have Adam Brooks. Now, the options are there, and it should help Dominique Ducharme kind of sift through what he's looking for right now. It basically lets him kind of figure out what he's looking for there. And there's got to be something that works with this team. Hopefully they – I assume – Brooks will not play Wednesday in Toronto because he's only going to have one practice with the team. But uh, who actually knows at this point? Because if he does play for any point he records against Toronto, I will donate $25 to the Children's Hospital in Montreal because I am that kind of person. Um, And it adds a fun wager to the game. If he plays, I will do that. And I hope my co-host and others will hold me to that as well. Oh, absolutely. I will. And so... We're going to talk about that opening night roster that is expected to play against Toronto in our next segment that's coming up in just one moment. But first, we're back and better than ever. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back on for another football season. As always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season and every season. With a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, BetOnline continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Don't forget to use our promo code Locked On to receive your bonus. That's a 50% bonus, which means if you deposit $100, then you're getting $50 extra to play with. From football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. And don't forget that promo code is locked on. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows. You're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friends login for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle. And a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part? There's no annual contract. 
So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. Thank you for making us your first listen every day. Make sure you check out the Crosschecks live NHL season preview show with Andrew Berkshire and Mary Clark on the Locked On NHL YouTube page on Tuesday, October 12th. That's today from 6 to 7 p.m. Eastern. Andrew and Mary will tee up the new NHL season with a look at the key storylines around the league featuring drop-ins from our roster of local NHL hosts, fantasy insights from Locked On Fantasy Hockey's Scott Cullen, an award and Stanley Cup playoff predictions. And that's tonight at 6 p.m. Eastern. All right, Scott, the Canadians announced their opening night roster earlier today with the day we're recording this, which is Monday. And a couple of notable people who were sent down for obvious reasons. Uh, one was Caden Gooley, who impressed in camp. And one was Caden Primo. I think it was kind of a function of they needed to pick a guy and then Montembeau was the one that they went with to back up Jake Allen. Yeah, and I think with Caden Primo going down, it's to give him the starting time he needs in Laval. Kevin Poulin was sent to the ECHL team, and that means it's McNiven and uh, Primo splitting the starts for the Rocket. And for Caden Gooley, I know a lot of people, including myself, thought he was going to get some games here, but... It is the right move. The WHL season is underway and Chris Weidman and Brett Kulak both played well enough that I think they've earned their spots on the roster right now. Sammy Niku went on the IR as he recovers from a concussion, which is unfortunate. You know, it's, it's kind of tough because we don't really know what he is right now. Matthias Norlinder is still injured, obviously, and Joel Edmondson's expected back soon. There will be more juggling and we will talk about that in a little bit, but the, the moves today made sense. The biggest thing that was surprising to me is that Alex Belzeal made the team. He is uh, he was not put on waivers the other day. So there are 15 forwards, six defensemen, and two goalies on this team. So 23-man roster. Things will uh, very much change in short order once uh, Mike Hoffman is fully ready to go. Joel Edmondson's ready to go. Players are going to be shifted around. We're going to see some people sent down. That might be Belzeal. That might be a paling. That might be whoever just can be sent down for the time being right now. And I guess we'll see, but uh, adding Adam Brooks to the forward group, I'm actually a little bit more uh, confident looking at it now because we talked about it in the first segment. They are not just throwing Ryan Paling or Cedric Paquette out there and being like, these are our options. The depth doesn't too bad, especially once Mike Hoffman's back. They have guys in the AHL that can step in on the wings if need be. Overall, I'm feeling a little bit more confident than I was last week. I still don't know if they have the firepower to finish top four in the division, but they should at the very least be a pesky competitive team. We know they're going to bring the physicality with this roster, and we know they have some veteran wiles there. It all just depends. Can the defense hold up, and can they find uh, some depth scoring uh, if the top line struggles for any reason? Right. And, and like we said, uh, for the last couple of weeks, we're a little bit more confident in the forwards than we are the defensemen. So I'm just quickly going to read off the forwards, uh, Josh Anderson, Yoel Armia, Alex Belzeal, Adam Brooks, Cole Caulfield, Jonathan Drouet, Christian Dvorak, Jake Evans, Brendan Gallagher, Arturi Lekkinen, Ced- Cedric Paquette, uh, Mathieu Perrault, uh, Ryan Paling, Nick Suzuki, Tyler Toffoli. So 
you look at that. And for me, I think, you know, we talked a little bit about it in the first segment, you know, the, the fourth line isn't something to really break your brain over, but a good quality bottom six really does help you uh, in terms of secondary scoring. And if your defense is thin, like the Canadians do have. So for me, I think the, the interesting thing is what's going to happen when Edmondson comes back and uh, when, uh, when Mike Hoffman is ready to go, because that bolsters both your offense and your defense. So your defense right now is Ben Sherratt, Brett Kulak, Jeff Petrie, Alexander Romanov, David Savard, and Chris Weidman. Not terrible, but also missing a lot. So this is something where it's like you said, like if they're pesky, if they're scrappy, they're, they're going to be the underdogs for quite some time this season, but that's not been a problem for them in the last couple of years, right? When people count them out, they tend to perform better. The coaching staff is now going to have to strategize over an 82 game season. So it gives Dominique Ducharme a little bit more time to experiment and try things. Obviously with price being out, it's not ideal, but Jake Allen is already uh, sort of his, his time is being managed. He didn't practice with the team. He did workouts before practice. Um, and, uh, you know, it's kind of to conserve his energy because he's obviously going to be relied on a, a lot. Uh, I'm going to say in October and November, I know Carey Price is only going to be out for 30 days, but that could extend or even when he's back, he might not play right away. So there's going to be a lot of heavy reliance on Jake Allen and Samuel Montambo is very likely to get some games, especially with the back-to-backs. So I feel okay about this roster. I feel that this roster is going to have to step up to the plate, but I feel like they will, if that makes sense. Yeah, it, it's not that the roster's bad. Like, this is not a bad team across the board. Any team that has a guy like Brendan Gallagher penciled in on their third line is doing something pretty well. It's just that I'm and this can change because we don't have a full season of Cole Caulfield to, you know, go off of it's missing that game breaker. You know, we know Caulfield can be that guy and he's going to go through rookie bumps and bruises. We know that can they compete with the firepower in the division? And that's the hard part. A lot of these other teams have spent years tanking and building up from there. And it's a tough division. And I think they're going to be competitive. I do think this roster is decent. If everything goes to play, and if Joel Edmondson comes back and he is the Joel Edmondson from last year alongside Jeff Petrie, and that allows Brett Kulak to you know manage minutes next to David Savard or Ben Sherrod or whomever on the second pairing, and it works, and the depth comes through, Sammy Niku impresses, Chris Weidman ends up being good, Alexander Romanov takes a step forward, Adam Brooks ends up being a solid fourth-line addition, right? or Ryan Paling finds his game. There's a lot that can go right and propel this team forward, even if it doesn't they're still going to be competitive on any given night. They just won't be, I don't think they have the firepower to just blow teams away, but I do think they're going to be there and they're going to be a tough out on any given night right now in the NHL. And that's the best you can hope for. And in our next segment, in our final segment, we're going to talk a little bit uh, about uh, long-term injured reserve because we got a question for our mailbag. And Scott, once again, did some research and we're going to talk a little bit about that. And we have a fun note as well. That's coming up in just one moment. But first, remember, rockauto.com is the only place that you should be looking for car parts and accessories. Why? First of all, the prices are always reliably low. I know right now in today's times, that's the most important thing. We're all watching our budgets. A lot of us really, really need to save. And rockauto.com always has reliably low prices. 
But that's not the only thing. They have an amazing selection. They have parts and accessories for every car, whatever the make, model, and year. Even if you're driving a classic, they'll have the parts on there and they've got an easy to use catalog. All you do is you enter your car's make, model, and year, and there's a drop down. You select the parts. You can even choose your own price to pay. And after all of that, it's going to get delivered directly to your door. So never forget, go to rockauto.com before you try anywhere else and enter locked on in their how did you hear about us box so that they'll know we sent you and you will not be disappointed. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. Before we get into long-term injured reserve, I just want to shout out our friends on the on the West Coast, Locked On Sharks. Now, they have been doing a really great job with their podcast, and they've got a lot of prospects. They've got a lot of prospect experts, and they had a really great summer. They did such an amazing job with content. But my bone to pick with them right now is that they seem to believe that William Eklund is going to win the Calder Trophy over Cole Caulfield, and that's why. Despite our enduring friendship, they are now dead to me. Yeah, I, I, one, their E5 nickname is absolutely outstanding, and I love that. However, uh, Eklund's not going to win the Calder because Cole Caulfield is, one, going to score a million goals, and then he's going to kick Eklund in the kneecaps and just skate away, and he's never <laughs> going to play again. <laughs> it, it, this is Cole Caulfield's world and you're all living in it currently. Like, yes. let, let us have this. We haven't, I, I, sh- I shouldn't say we haven't had much. We went to the Stanley Cup final like two months ago, <laughs> but like we haven't had much. And I want, I'm that Adam Driver gift from Star Wars. Just more. I want more nice things. I've become accustomed to nice things. And Cole Caulfield winning the Calder is a nice thing that I would like to have currently because I have internet gloating to do because I am a terrible person. (laughs) Right. And they've had superstars. Like they still have Eric Carlson, right? They had Joe Thornton. They had like a whole slate of literal superstar players. Let us have a superstar. When's the last time we had one? Carey Price? Well, now, you know, he's at the declining end of his career. So we need another superstar on this roster that we can count on. Who else is going to go to the all-star game? Shea Weber's probably not coming back. So let us have this. And in the meantime, we did see that our friends at Lockdown Panthers, Armando like jumped in with a Spencer Knight uh, gif. And I'm just going to say, please stay out of this. (laughs) Who cares about goalies? If goalies, if you're listening to this, please know I love and cherish you, but let me have this right now. Spencer, they have to give Bobrovsky starts because they're paying him a bajillion dollars to be terrible. So they have to play him. Like Even though Spencer Knight is Calder caliber from what he showed last season. However, they shouldn't play him so that Cole Caulfield has a shot. Exactly. Yeah. If you were a rookie this year, just just go home and, and, (laughs) and pour yourself a cup of cocoa because you were all 18 years old. Draw yourself a nice bath and let me have this. (laughs) <laughs> I'm not asking for much. I'm just asking you to take a year off of your professional career that you've been training for since you could lace on skates to let me have this. I don't yes. think I'm asking too much, Laura. I agree. I, I don't think you're asking too much at all. All right. So uh, we got a question for our mailbag, which we did yesterday. It was a an exceptional Monday mailbag. So if you haven't listened to it yet, 
Uh, if you were spending time with your family for Thanksgiving or any other reason, check out our Monday episode. It was a lot of fun. In the meantime, we got a question about what happens to the injury reserve situation uh, now that Carey Price has entered the player assistance program and Scott did some digging. And what did you discover? I discovered that Arpin Basu wrote a much better article than I could have ever hoped to have found out on my own. So... <laughs> Um, uh, I highly recommend going to look that up because it will explain it better than I'm going to attempt to, but carrier price can go on LTIR. It has to be 10 games or 24 days to qualify for LTIR, which his time in the player assistance program is a minimum of 13 games or 30 days, not, or it is 30 days, which is 13 games in that time frame. So his ten and a half million dollars does qualify for LTIR. And the way I understand it is they will move him or Weber to be cap compliant. And then you're going to, you might see a very odd signing for like just above league minimum to get them as close to the cap, which might be what this Adam Brooks claim was too. And then they will put a person on LTIR to get the most salary cap relief there. So he counts against that. Obviously Paul Byron does. And right now, so does Shea Weber, uh, LTIR. Those are the only three that I know of, um, I don't know if Joel Teasdale and Josh Brook count because they were injured um, before the season began. So they make they might go on SOIR, which I believe is season opening injured reserve. It's been uh, that I will have to get clarification on from one of our CBA experts, but I don't believe it counts the same as LTIR for any cap purposes or anything else. Uh, the Canadians aren't going to have to worry about the cap because of how much money they're about to put into the LTIR to start the season between Byron. Weber and Carey Price, they have a humongous pool to draw from if they need it for whatever reason at any point in the year. Um, but if there's some weird move like a signing or a claim or a trade that's like a seventh round pick for some dude making $700,000, it's exactly what Tampa did last year. They signed uh, Boo Nieves for $708,000 to get as close to the line as they could. And he never played a game in the NHL for them. So you might see similar from the Habs this year. The cap won't be a problem. I think John Sedgwick's done a good job earning his pay with this. And I think they know exactly what they're doing. Tampa kind of laid the blueprint bare for them. And there are much smarter people than I in charge. So uh, if price goes on LTIR, it, it wouldn't be a shock. It does count. It does not count against the cap. It does count towards LTIR though, which I think is... Uh, what the main question was. That was the question, yes. And so the Canadians will have a little bit of flexibility. And like we said last week, I'm just going to repeat that, you know, because this time tomorrow, you're going to be listening to our game preview of the first game of the season. I think that if the Canadians lose to Toronto, but play well, and whether or not they beat Buffalo, if they play well, I'm going to have a good feeling about them going forward in the season because teams that play down to their opponents tend to be teams that aren't that well. Like teams like Tampa, they keep they keep it going. They never, never pump the brakes. So I think that's what I want to see from the Canadians. It's not necessarily the score, which is, you know, it's important to bank points as much as you can, but I want to see how they approach the games. And that's going to be, how I'm going to feel, I think, for the rest of the season. I want to see them rise to the occasion, no matter who their opponent is. And I just want to remind everyone, the last time we saw Toronto, it was 3-1. And then it was the first round. 
and they were on the cusp of finally making it past the first round. And then, Scott, can you just tell me what happened? Well, they blew a 3-1 series lead. And, oh, by the way, they are starting the year without Austin Matthews in the lineup and a former Leaf going back to Toronto. So I'm expecting all sorts of just absolute bonkersness to start the season. The game's going to be dumb as hell on so many different levels. Yeah, it's going to be one of those like 6-4 games. Yeah, it's going to be – it's just – there's no other way to describe it. It's going to be dumb. And to be honest, I cannot wait for this, honestly. It's going to be dumb in the best possible way because it's the first game of the season, and I haven't developed an ulcer yet. So, like, (laughs) it's going to be great. It's going to be great. And every game of this season and in between, we're going to be with you five days a week. So you can follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Canadians. You can subscribe or follow this podcast wherever you get your podcast. Please tell your friends if you like us. You can email us at lockdowncanadians at gmail.com at any time. You can also find Scott on Twitter at Scott Matla. You'll find me at The Active Stick. And if you like this podcast, check out Locked On Fantasy Hockey with the amazing Scott Cullen. He's one of our favorite people. He's really good at what he does. And make him your second listen of the day. Thank you so much for listening. We will talk to you tomorrow.